changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some instant inspiration from Chicken Soup for the Soul. Now, here's an interesting fact. Barnes & Noble said a couple of months ago that sales of books related to finding happiness had climbed 83% from a year ago. Well, today I'm going to share a couple of stories with you from one of our best-selling books, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Find Your Happiness. These stories will give you a couple of quick and easy ways to do just that, find your happiness. In our first story, J.C. Sullivan tells us that she totally hated her job. And one day she was whining to her brother and she said, I have no idea what I want to do. I cannot stand banking. Well, her brother had a great suggestion. He said, imagine that you just won the lottery. What would be the first thing you'd do? And without even thinking, J.C. blurted out, oh my God, move to Italy. She had always dreamed of living there. So her brother said, then do it, move. I'm sick of hearing that you hate your job. I'll come visit you. And J.C. pointed out that she had a ton of debt, but her brother didn't want to hear about that. He said she should start saving, do whatever it took to get out of debt, and focus on her goal, moving to Italy. So she did. She focused on her goal. She threw all her energy into getting out of debt. She stopped carrying cash. She put her credit cards in her freezer. She canceled absolutely everything that cost money because nothing was as crucial as getting to Italy. And then the day finally came, and J.C. was off to Milan. She says, I didn't know what would happen in Italy, but one thing was for sure. Even on its worst day, it had to be more interesting than my boring life as a stressed out, debt-ridden banker. So I love this idea. Imagine if you won the lottery, what would you do? What a great way to figure out what would really make you happy. JC said in her story, My imaginary lottery win forced me to listen to my inner voice and that imaginary lottery ticket turned into a real plane ticket. Deciding to move was a turning point in my life. My brother, Sean, knew that money had always been my obstacle. He simply removed money from the discussion and asked me to envision a different reality. Because so many of us use money as an excuse not to do something. I love this way of thinking and still use it when I'm trying to decide my next steps. So I loved that story from JC. And the funny thing is that I remembered after I read it that I used to use that same question, what would you do if you won the lottery? When I was in college and I was interviewing poets in Brazil for my thesis, these were poor people. And I would ask them, what would you do if you won the lottery? And they would start dreaming. They'd get this dreamy look on their faces, and then they would really get in touch with their true path to happiness. It was a great way to figure out what they really wanted from life. After the break, I'll be back with another great way to figure out your path to happiness. J.C. used a theoretical lottery win to find her path to happiness. And now I want to share another great idea with you from Shannon Anderson. Shannon's great idea came about one evening when she was cooking and doing laundry 
and the kids were squabbling over whose turn it was to let the dog out. And her husband was annoyed that dinner wasn't on the table yet. Everybody was in their own little silo, caring about their own lives and tasks. And Shannon was upset. She says, we had become absorbed in our own activities and not very considerate towards those around us. We needed to do something to bring back some meaning into our lives. It needed to be something that would refocus our own agendas and energize us toward the common good. So Shannon purchased a journal. She labeled it Our Deed Diary, and she held a family meeting. She told her husband and her daughters that she wanted them to start doing something kind every day. It could be for another family member or for someone outside their home, but the purpose was to reduce the focus on themselves and brighten someone else's day. So the family defined a good deed as doing something nice for someone else that they were not expecting. It could be as simple as making a card for a teacher or going out of your way to give someone a compliment. And then they would discuss their good deeds over dinner each night and record them in their good deed journal. Shannon says it was harder than you might think to come up with their good deeds each day because it had to be something they didn't normally do. So if they normally sent someone a birthday card, that wouldn't count. And if the girls normally helped their mom with a certain chore, well, that didn't count. These had to be new good deeds outside of their normal lives. But after a few weeks, they all got the hang of it. And Shannon says it has made a difference. She says, instead of always wondering what the day will bring for us, we think about what we can do for someone else. At dinner, we have an instant conversation starter as we all share our stories. And Shannon expanded the good deed experiment to her first grade classroom. The kids began by writing letters to the people who worked in the school to thank them. Shannon says it was most touching to observe the janitor, nurse, librarian, and other school staff hang our notes on their walls while beaming because they felt appreciated. The class as a whole decided to do three good deeds per day, and it transformed the kids. Shannon says, who would have thought that trying to do a simple kindness a day would be so rewarding? So I love that story. What an easy way to change a family dynamic or invigorate a classroom and install lasting values in kids. And kids or not, what a great way for you to brighten your own days. You don't even have to write it down. You just have to decide each day to do one little thing for someone else. Open a door, pick up a piece of trash, let a mother with a squirming kid go ahead of you in line at a store, pick up an extra coffee for someone. And if you hate your job, you can use JC's method and imagine what you would do if you won the lottery and then figure out how to do it anyway. If you want to read more stories about how to find your happiness, check out this book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Find Your Happiness, and look at it on our website, chickensoup.com, or pick up a copy at your local bookstore or bn.com or amazon.com. I'm Amy Newmark, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. We're going to chat with Julie Hornock, who is one of our writers who has truly found her own happiness and has a new book out about happily and successfully raising children who are on the autism spectrum.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.